0: Drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Never! <laughs> Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? We are back. And I'm here with the one and only Michael Grifka. Grifka, what's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. What's happening with you?
0: Oh, man, I'm excited to be back. Uh, last time we were together, we talked about running backs, and uh, we also got into the D-line, and we told the people, we told the Kool-Aid drinkers we'd come back, and we'd talk tight ends and safeties, so we are back. And uh, again, on the Kool-Aid cast, we don't mess around. We're jumping right into it. Griffka, the first tight end on my list, is my guy. You know, I repped him before the draft, and the Lions took him. Mike <laughs> Roberts, big Mike. This guy is 24 years old. He's on a four-year deal for only three million total. That works out to be about 750K a season. We've got him till 2021. He's a monster. This guy's like 6'5, 250, 60 pounds. He's got the biggest hands. Almost in the game, I think, and in his last senior year, he scored 16 touchdowns. If I got the numbers right, Grifka, what are you thinking about, Big Mike?
1: I'm hoping this guy has a bigger role this year. I mean, maybe it's because he was a rookie and they were really trying to get Eric Ebron. You know, you know his catches, making sure if they you know pan out or something like that. But I hope he has a bigger role this year. I'm not saying he's going to be starting, um, but I hope at some point, you know, why they got him. Like you said, he's got the big hands. He's a big body. He can catch the ball. Um, so I'm really hoping, you know, that uh, he does take a bigger role here, um, maybe more in, the, like, the red zone. And I know he's supposed to be, a, you know, an excellent blocker. You know, I've heard that and I've read that. So maybe he can be one of those guys. He's, you know, he's obviously not Rob Gronkowski. But um, the guy's on a rookie contract. He's going to be around, um, you know, at least, you know, for the first four years if they decide to – I don't know if he has, like, that option, fifth-year option, like, you know, they had with Ebron or whatever. But, I mean – I love this guy. Still, I, I, I just hope he does something this year. I'm not saying he's like becomes a pro or even a pro bowler this year, but at least takes a bigger step forward, becomes a bigger part of the offense.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, what's crazy is, so again, like I said, I read from day one. I, I uh, you know, was surprised that he didn't get much play. He, heard he had some issues falling asleep in meetings. And um, I think somebody read off his stats the other day. I don't have them right in front of me. And it was like, Mike Roberts made like four catches or something ridiculous like that. It was just a terrible number. I thought he, he made a few play, more plays than that, but um, he was just not out there. It wasn't utilized the way I had hoped with his with his size and, and his catching ability, especially once we get down in the red zone. But like you said, I'm looking for him to take a big step forward. Grifka, I got to throw this at you. Um, one of your most hated players and people in life is Brandon Pettigrew. And when I see Mike Roberts out on the field, his, his size, his arm length his just stature and his ability to kind of work the middle of the field and make little plays. But like you said, also they kind of rely on him to be a blocker and that's what they always kind of say. Oh, Pettigrew the best two-way tight end. Um, I think you're going to have some issues or some flashbacks of seeing this guy look and maybe feel a little bit like pedigree because i think he's got pretty sure hands but other than that like when i saw him running around in uh, workouts that's what he reminded me of so i'm hoping for more production and a little bit better you know catch rate but i think this guy can be impactful if he's given a chance and you know we're gonna go down the depth chart here but to me i'd like to see him split in time as the number one tight end for this team
1: Right, but I'm gonna give this guy the benefit of the doubt simply because he wasn't a first round pick. I mean, I'm not expecting that get you know, him to come in and automatically start and be awesome. You know, what the Lions had to do for Pettigrew. I mean, I understand what you're saying, body type and stuff like that, but we all know Pettigrew had frying pan hands as well. So hopefully Roberts catches a little more, has, has a little better hands.
0: Right. So uh, And like you said, he wasn't number 20. So, you know, you don't have bad expectations, but I think we do need to have some expectations and we got to remind the people here in the Kool-Aid cast that we were doing the series on dollars and cents. So we just want to focus again, too, on his, he's making no money for the next few years. Cause he was what third, I want to say no fourth rounder, fifth rounder, yeah, uh, one of those he's late. Yeah. Fourth or fifth. And, uh, You know, he's making no money, but man, he's got some upside and we're going to roll down the rest of these names. I mean, like I said, he's got to make plays this year and he's got a great opportunity to do so. With that being said, the number two tight end on my name has two L's in his last name and his last name is Wilson, which is really weird. He's from Canada, but this guy's got some upside too, man. 28 years old, just on a one-year deal, two and a half million bucks. Luke Wilson, Grifka, what do you think about this guy?
1: What I keep reading about Luke Wilson is that, you know, um, he was just always kind of stuck behind somebody. And I'm I'm a fan of hearing that stuff. You know, like, you know, other sports, I always hear stuff like guys get stuck behind people. If you're good enough, you could overtake the guy or at least get on the field. I mean, Luke Wilson played, you know, sparingly and was always like, oh, he's behind this guy. He's behind this guy. so you know, everything that he can do, what I've read that, you know, he can do this, you know, he's supposed to be able to catch the ball. He's a decent blocker, you know, he's big. Um, but it's, I really want this guy to be what, what we need. Just a, a, a reliable tight end. You know, somebody kind of like an Owen Daniels almost. Somebody who doesn't like the world uh-huh. on fire, but, you know, somebody who's not like, you know, you're not game planning for him. So this guy's going to slip out, you know, out in the flat or down the seam, you know, and he's going to be standing open because nobody's expecting this guy to get the ball. You know so that's that's kind of what I'm hoping with Luke Wilson out of this. Like you said one year deal if he has some if he's good he can come back they may re-sign him as long as he's not asking for the bank but as long as he's he's a productive tight end I like to I'd like the signing from when they did it to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and it is crazy. Again, we're talking about kind of the financials in the series. And like, when you look at it, like you're getting Mike Roberts, if you draft him in the fourth, fifth round for four years, only 3 million bucks, you're having to pay a Luke Wilson on the free agent market 2.5 on a one year to come here. And 1.4 of that is guaranteed. So like, That just shows again, like we talked about last, I want the people to walk away from this realizing again that you build through the draft. That's where you make your team. That's where you get these studs for nothing for four or five years is a long time, man. So um, I'm right with you there with Luke Wilson. Like to me, I have really no expectations for the guy, but what I do hope for is that he makes the simple catch He stretches the field a little bit more because I don't feel like Ebron ever stretched the field. I feel like even his catches were little five yard out routes, little stick routes when you move in the chains, but he never got any balls where that really made any um, difference up the middle, other than those few late touchdowns he had late last year. But to me, if Luke Wilson makes the standard catch, if he, as you said, I think you laid it out great, if he's forgotten about and he's just this extra piece that nobody's really paying attention to or guarding and can make a few plays that are a little bit more than a seven-yard out route, like, to me, that's what this team needs. Like, to me, a tight end really isn't that impactful in the game unless you have the top, of the top of the top. So if we can make do with these guys we have, give them roles, give them things to do that they're good at, and all these guys that we're going to talk about make up, like, one better than Eric Ebron with all the frustration we had with him. Like I think we'll be a better football team because of it. So Luke Wilson, I actually think that's a little bit high, 2.5. Um, he is 28, which is kind of in that sweet spot of the NFL. But I'm with you too, that if he had a lot of talent, he should have already produced, um, especially before like Seattle got Jimmy Graham and stuff. I'm sure he had a chance those first couple of years to do something and he just never did. But like you say, he seems to have a good attitude, uh, guy here, and we got to have somebody play in that position. So, to me, it's between Mike Roberts and Luke Wilson making an impact. But I'm hoping Mike Rob uh, gets more snaps, more footballs his way. But Luke Wilson has to have a role as well. So, with that being said, Levine Talolo, I don't know if I got that right, Grifco. That's about as good as I can do. We got him yeah. on Atlanta, and this guy is a monster too? another six, six plus guy, six, five to six, six plus. Um, He's on a one-year deal, 1.5 million, 400,000 of that is guaranteed. It's only about a third, less than a third of it's good. To me, this guy just has a role of a blocking back, a guy that comes in here and just knows his role, doesn't do much more than what's expected. And if he does that, you know, and he's a good team player, I'm fine with it. What about you?
1: Same thing. I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, when I was reading and I heard about the signing, that's why they signed him was to be kind of like the blocking guy, you know, the two tight end set. He's going to be like the guy blocking, you know, as maybe Luke Wilson goes out into the pass route or something like that. Um, But right. That's what, I think that's what, you know, if Patricia's trying to base this team kind of like the Patriots, that's what the Patriots have. They have like those few stars. and Everybody else is kind of like a role player. And that's what this guy's probably going to have to be. I mean, if he's, you know, I, I assume they signed him, like you said, the one-year deal. He's still pretty cheap. Um, that's what he's going to have to do. He's, he's going to just be like, hey, you're the blocker. You may get a, a ball thrown to you every once in a while just to kind of trip him up just so they kind of have to respect you and honor you as when you're out there on the field. But what he's going to bring to the table is just probably hopefully, you know, setting the edge, you know, blowing off, you know, blowing either the D end or going out and hitting the outside linebacker out or something like that, depending on what the blocking scheme is. But that's what he's here for, and that's pretty much what he is. So, like, I'm not expecting this guy to have, you know, five touchdowns or anything like that. You know, maybe one this year is what I'm looking at.
0: Yep, I agree. So both of us agree that, hey, Levine. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. So we just think not only with him, but these next few tight ends that we're going to talk about. They just need to know their role in the scheme. So we almost got to bundle these these last three guys together, Cook, because I don't think we have much. Um, these aren't guys that are household names in the NFL. These aren't guys that are going to make a huge impact on the team. But I'm looking at three names here. Hakeem Vallez, Sean McGrath, and Marcus Lucas So the other three tight ends I have here listed. Uh, Vales is 25 years old. He's just on a – Last year of his deal, he's making under $500,000. Sean McGrath, one-year deal, 700000 And Marcus Lucas, one-year, 500000 So to me, I don't see any of these guys making the team. I can't tell you much about any of them. And I think that they're all just camp bodies or people that are just here to kind of give a little competition. But I think we already talked about our three tight ends that will be on this football team.
1: I agree with you. When I was like doing a little bit of, you know, research on this and looking at this and I was like, everybody knew, like the first three guys you named off, I'm like, yeah, these guys are going to make the team. Um, But the next three, when I read them, I'm just like thinking, I'm looking, I'm like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? And I'm like, "Eh, camp bodies, that's it. You know, just so, you know, the the camp bodies are the guys that are going to play in the preseason games, you know, to try to get some film, you know, for, you know, if one of the other tight ends gets hurt or like another team that's what these guys are. It doesn't matter what, I mean, what they're getting paid. I don't even know if their salary is going to count against you know, like the cap, you know, was it the top 50 guys, 55 guys, if their salary even count, you know, cause they, they don't make all that much. So um, yeah, all three of these guys are just bodies for camp. You know, they're pretty much, you know, uh, blocking dummies is what they are.
0: All right. I smell what you're cooking, Grifka. If you smell what the rock is cooking. The, uh, the other thing, the last thing I want to say about these tight ends is that if we're thinking those last three aren't going to make any impact, and we're going into the season with Mike Roberts, Luke Wilson, Levine to- Toilolo, to me, like, that's why on a previous podcast, we kind of talked about would you even entertain the thought of Rob Gronkowski. To me, I don't know that we need that kind of guy, but to me this is a position I'm kind of putting a star by of that we might need to keep our eyes and ears out for a young tight end that, that is either impactful or is a little bit better than the three that we have. You might want to put them in the draft process next year of, Hey, you know, not in the first couple rounds, but we may want to spend a decent resource on a tight end. Cause to me as, as high hopes, even as I have for Mike Roberts, I don't see him being a, a very impactful. I see him being a red zone threat and a chain mover. And I see him as just, we'll know by the end of this year if he's anything. So would you agree with me that this is something we might need to just put on, a, on our radar as a position of need in the future? Uh, or is it just tight end doesn't mean anything in the new coaching scheme?
1: No, I agree with you on that. I would think even even this year, if there is a tight end that gets cut you know, at the end of training camp as a cap casualty or whatever, that just to better the position-wise. You would, I would definitely do that because, like you said, right now those three names scare nobody. They are all they're all bodies to other defensive coordinators right now. It's just like, oh, he might go do this or something, but that's what they are.
0: Yeah, and and it's always comes down to numbers too. Like, what do you think? Uh, what do we normally keep at tight end? Three or four? Would you say is probably the number? I think it's probably like four, with one with like being like a healthy scratch,
1: you know, somebody like yeah. that. I don't, I don't know if they plan on, you know. I don't. I can never see like tight ends making like the practice squad. You know, it's like yeah. one of those positions where you make the team, or you know, it's like okay, here go somewhere else because you know, good luck, you know,
0: elsewhere. I feel like we've. I feel like we've always had like multiple tight ends though, either on this roster in general or on the practice squad. Like, I agree with you. I don't know that we've ever seen any good come out of it, but every time they're dropping and adding people, I feel like it's always some random tight end that i never heard of or whatever, yeah, but I think yeah. you're right. I think three guys are like the, you got your catching guy, you got your blocker and your catcher and you got your guy that plays special teams and is just a uh, extra offensive lineman basically. So we kind of have those three, but yeah, another body I would like just that could do something. Cause like I said, unless I'm missing something on Vales or I know they picked up McGrath recently, unless they know something like that, a role for those guys, I think putting another guy on this team would be nice. Yeah, that's wasn't Velez the guy from New England? Was it? Wasn't that him? Uh, I can't I really don't know. I, I should have uh, looked up, but he. Uh, I want to say he's been on the team for a bit. Like I can't I, remember. The names looks familiar, but anyway, like you say, not not worth time spending on it. But so everybody out there, I mean, we think that this this team is. It's got a new, fresh look at tight end. You know, where we took away Eric uh, E. Brown with his uh, frying pan hands, as Grifka likes to say, and just his upside that never went up. Um, we're going back to the NFL where, hey, get your skill guys, get your running backs, have a top quarterback, and just make do at tight end. You know, have a few guys that can catch the ball in the end zone, can move a chain or two, and can block someone. I mean, I think that's where we are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm totally angry with them.
0: They're all they're all cheap tight ends, no big, you know,
1: all cheap tight ends, and they don't put the fear of God in anybody, so that's fine.
0: All right, well, cool. Well, Grifka, with that being said, we're moving on to a position, uh, the safety position, and I know, Grifka, one of my rules is no baseball talk on this podcast, but that doesn't mean that we can't have a Rod Allen soundbite. So when we're <laughs> heading to the the safety position, I got one for you please no (laughs) give give me a rod allen woo wee when we're talking about our safeties i mean i feel like this was a position like not even two three years ago that we had nobody at and now i'm looking at this uh uh roster and man all i'm thinking is (laughs) we got we got digs we got uh we got Tavon, we got Glover, we got Killabrew, I mean, we got tons of people to talk about back here um on the at the end of our defensive backfield. So first Thanks. name on my list Tavon Wilson um two years, seven million, so we have him for the next two years at three point five per and about half of that's guaranteed. he's twenty eight years old, he's kind of a vet now, and he played in the pat system now he's been in the lion system for a couple of years. Uh, initial takes on Tavon Griska.
1: Um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not surprised they signed him and I like him, what he does. And I'm glad he's on the team, but you know, I was always hoping miles killer would be in that spot, but we can talk about miles later, obviously. But, uh, my impression is I'm, I'm glad he's on the team, especially for a price, what, what they got him at. I mean, I don't think they overpaid him by any stretch of imagination. Like you said, he's still relatively young. Um, so he can go back there and make some plays. Um, I think um, if he was one, to be honest with you, with the depth that the Lions have at safety, if he was to get injured or something like that, um, I wouldn't feel like oh my gosh, we're really hit here. But um, I- I'm happy with the sign. Like I like what he brings to the table.
0: What um, again? Going back to the the money, like you know, we're kind of breaking down this whole roster, and I think one thing that I'm nitpicking on and that you're just kind of glancing over is that. I like Tavon. I like what he's done the last couple of years. I like his grit. I like the fact that this guy knows the scheme and can play multiple positions, but do you like him at 3.5 per for the next two? Yeah,
1: I really do. I don't think, see, this is like where me and you kind of differ on things. Like you said, you really break it down to like, to like the, the dollar and cent, you know, and everything. But, but what he's making, I mean, it's really not that bad. I mean, and the whole scheme is like the whole, uh, the, um, I'm where the salary cap is with Detroit. You know, like said his age. He's he's still relatively young. He's decent back there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean he's not Ronnie Lott or anything. But uh I, I like where I like where he's at. I don't think I don't think that's that much. Once again, I, I don't think it's that much. I mean you you might have broken it down a little more and thought, well I think he's only worth maybe two point two. But you know, was it three point five you said? Yeah. I like that. I like that
0: okay well i don't have a rate in front of me but i'd be curious where that falls and like the the overall safeties of the league because i think your top safeties are making a ton of money but i think that next level down and i think Tavon's in like the third or fourth tier are, aren't making 3.5 mil i mean if i go up to carry on johnson's contract i think the guy i think we have him for four or five years at like five million total right so that's where i guess i'm pushing you a little bit to think about when you just say oh 3.5 that's good you know no big well, deal you're, like
1: you're to also me, comparing it's... you're also comparing a rookie contract to 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 a to a veteran already i mean that's i mean that's two different you know buckets you know i mean well yeah because kind of you you, you re-signed
0: tavon at that and i'm saying if you were gonna just do that like to me i mean you drafted the uh, uh, what's our other rookie that we just, Tracy, you, you drafted Tracy Walker. Like I'm almost ready to give him some play rather than pay Tavon 3.5. I'm, I'm pulling up the safeties while we're talking. Cause I'm curious, but I just think that when you, every time you're just going like, Oh, we're good. 3.5 is peanuts. Like, Peanuts compared to what, I guess, is what we want to get down to in this podcast. But well, I agree with he, you. I think he's a good player to have on the team, and I think that he's going to be impactful for depth and all that, but I just don't love the, the yearly amount.
1: But look at look at what else is on the team. I mean, we'll get into this as well. I mean, what, Killebrew's still on his rookie contract. Diggs isn't making all that much. Like you said, Tracy, I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. I mean, based on what's in our defensive backfield, that safety. Yeah, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this price. We're not overpaying our safeties by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we, I I don't like to look at it before. like what what else is on the team because it all comes down to like his value overall value. Like I'm looking at it right now. I'm scrolling through checking these players out. Morgan Burnett makes like four point five. Minka again, he's a rookie four. Tavon's down here with Patrick Chung at around three to three point five four million. Uh, just going down. Um, a guy that we're not going to talk about until we get to the corners, but I want to bring him up because they actually have him as a free safety. And I heard a really cool um, uh, podcast. There's a I, I mentioned him before. This um, Eric Schlitt. He does a podcast. The uh, Detroit Lions breakdown podcast I think it is and man he talked a lot him and another guy I really like talked about Deshaun Shedd really shed some light on him for me because they were talking about him playing hang safety and all this other stuff and to me it made me feel way better about him as a versatile player than I did before so um, yeah uh, we will get to him like I, I viewed him as a corner, but we are going to have to start thinking of him as sort of a safety, but I don't know. Grifka, like I'm just scrolling up through trying to find the top name. A lot of these guys are rookies like Jamal Adams making 5.5. There were some other rookies this year that were right around where Tavon is at um, Cyprian 6.2. And then you go all the way up to um, Eric Berry making 13. So, I mean, there, there is a big difference between these top, I'd say the top, Eight guys make eight to 13 million, and then there's a big chunk of people, even Glover at 6.5, they're in that middle chunk. So, Tavon on this list I'm looking at is at uh, he's at 39th ranked in safeties. So, I mean, I that's, really amount so that that's at 3.5, so yeah, yeah,
1: that, that's
0: not that's, that's not not, pretty decent to me. That's not bad, but I'm just telling you that, like, you know, again, he. He is up actually they do have Shaz free safety on this list, so we will chat about him a little bit. But um I just think, you know, again, three point five in a lot of sports is nothing in the NFL. I think it's something to at least consider that hey, you know, it's not a total chump change as you like to call a lot. But let's let's keep moving on. Next name on my list, okay. Quandre Diggs. Before I even give you my uh his contract, I'll break that down. Give me your overall thoughts on Quandre, especially kind of the strides he made last year and and the way he kind of almost flipped positions late in the year.
1: I love this guy. I really do. I think he can play, uh, you know, he he seems great at, not great. He seems, you know, more than capable at safety. And then at, you know, at the nickel corner as well, guy likes to hit. He seems to make plays. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of interceptions, but he, he, he seems to have some pass breakups. He seems to be in the right position. So they're coaching him up. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But I really do. I really like Quandre Diggs.
0: Now, Grifka, if I had to throw a question at you um, and ask you, what do you think Quandre Diggs' contract is? What do you think it would be? Like, take a little time to think while well, we got the Jeopardy music going in the background. Uh, what do you uh, think Quandre is making, and or what would you think you would pay him?
1: Well, I mean, I'd probably
0: pay him somewhere, probably like around two point five, closer to three
1: because he's young, and if I can if I get him on a nice longer-term deal because he really made some strides. But I think he's only making, like, maybe, what, like, 1, 1.5? 1. He's not making a whole lot this year. He's still pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, I'd say you're pretty much right on that. Like, I'm looking at it right here. Four years, 2.5-ish is what we signed him for originally. And it has this yearly yeah. amount here at only 598000 bucks. Like, to me... That's uh, a steal. This guy's 25 years old. He's been in the league three years now. He's got that dog in him, man. I think Quandre is a tremendous guy to look forward to this year next to GQ at that strong safety because Quandre likes to come up and hit you in the mouth, too, which you got to love. Uh, so as much as I liked him kind of being in another corner for us, Like, to me, him in the back end, he seemed to be able to make plays on the ball, too, to some degree. So, I'm excited about this guy coming up this year. Should see some big strides and man. What a great contract. Yeah. But, like I said, he he is up this year. I think he did pretty well at the nickel. Yeah, I think he did pretty well at the
1: nickel as well. Yeah. So, that's what... um, Yeah, he's got good versatility.
0: I think it's a guy that you're going to have to plan to pay um, moving forward. Like, I agree. I think he's a piece you want to keep around. But, this is his last year, at that crazy low number. So... Either extend him and make him feel good if he's blowing it up in camp and you just feel like this is our guy or get ready to pay this guy because there's going to be people lined up, I think, for a guy like this. Yep. All right, next on the list, Tracy Walker, the new rookie. Man, they were slapping high fives and chest bumping after this draft pick, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Never heard of him, right? Barely on my draft board. Um but then you watch some stuff on him, you read about this guy, and it's like, hey, Tracy Walker, man, looks like a ball player to me when I pulled him up. Super long, super lanky. Four years, $3.5 million total, only 850000 um in the ballpark for this year. And we got this guy till 2022. What the heck do you do with Tracy Walker, Grifka? I feel like we're not going to see much, if anything, from him this year. But I think I'm still excited about him for the future of this team.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. I I think it's going to be more of kind of like what they did with um, T's Tabor. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a training wheels year. It's like you know learn the game, start to learn the schemes, watch watch other veterans on the team, know what you you know to know what you got to do to be a pro. That's what I see with this guy. He's a small school guy. That the the talent he plays against, you know, everybody's here. Small school guy. Will it you know match up? So it's going to actually be a big jump for him going from wh- where he played in college to the pros. So. Like you said, with that being said, I see him. You know, he. I, I don't see him touching the field unless there's like a rash of injuries. I, I don't see him. I mean, he's going to be a special teamer this year. You know, on kickoff, your return, maybe I don't know, but at least on the kickoff team, you know, maybe like you know, you know, some some of the other special teams. You know, dealing with the field goals and you know things like that. But um, I think this year for him to learn the scheme, it's going to be a very slow pro. You know, slow process, training wheels. You know, hey, take it slow. Watch the other pros. Figure out what you got to do. I don't see too much I'm out of this year.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little bit on the other side, man. I'd like to see them – you know, they seem to have a role for this guy. I'd like to see him as maybe the, the fourth corner, and I'd like to see him, you know, in some packages, maybe making plays, or I think he even adds depth. I don't know that he could step in at safety now, but I know that they talked about him having – some safety corner flex. So I'm hoping I see a little bit more from him. I even heard during workouts and stuff that this guy was looking impressive or people said, man, when you see Tracy Walker, like you just feel like this guy can play the game. So we'll have to keep an eye on that when we're down at the uh, training camp here in less than a week, Grifka, Saturday, we will be there hanging out uh, oh, no. with the rest of the season, ticket holders, watching our lines. So um, we're going to have to peg out Tracy Walker and kind of get a look at this guy, but uh, sounds good. I think we're on the same page there. Next on my list, Miles Killebrew Now I want to talk about where And if this guy even fits um, But his contract He's got two years left 729000 The next, On average the next two years 550000 plus of that guaranteed This year 25 years old Been in the league a couple years Grifka Miles Killebrew We've talked about him We've seen him We've all had some upside. Does he fit? Does he make this team? And what do you think about those contract numbers? Are you cutting him? Are you keeping him?
1: Um, first of all, I mean, it's the rookie contract still. So if he gets cut, I mean, his head, it's pretty small, if anything. So he's going he's gonna to really have to work to make this team in training camp. And the worst part about it is I really liked him when they drafted him. You know, everything I heard about him. You know, his rookie year, he actually played pretty decent. But then, you know, last year he just seemed to take a step back. I always wanted that big hitter in the defensive backfield, and that's what they said he was. It's just like this guy can come out, and it was rookie year. He did. he come out and, you know, look like he laid some licks on some people. But I don't know what happened last year. I don't know if it was um, the step back was either, you know, paralysis from analysis or what. You know, they expected him to do a little more, read a little more, and he was just he always just seemed to be, to be like a step slow, you mm-hmm. know, from making the play, you know, getting the hit, you know, knocking down the ball, something like that. Um, does he make the team? Like you said, if they have plans for, for Tracy, you know, and they have Quandre Diggs, I guess it depends on what they're going to plan on doing with Diggs and they have, you know, um, Tavon back there. I really want him to make the team, but if he makes the team, it's I think he's going to be a big part of special teams. But I, I, I don't know what happened. when His rookie year, I'm like, gosh, this guy's going to be really good. And then he just seemed to fall off, you know, and t- take a step back. So I'm not for sure. I mean, do I want to make the team? Yes. <laughs> do I see him making it? <laughs> Probably not. No, I think I think he's probably going to be. I think he's
0: probably going to get caught. That was for all you Kool Aid drinkers out there. Grifkov coming through with this tagline. You gotta love it. It's become a it's become a staple of the podcast. Uh, awesome. Um, so, right. real quick on Kilbrew from my end. Like, I think this guy is still a freak athlete. I love that number. At like seven hundred. The next two years. I loved the fact in the last year or so they kept talking about, oh, he might be like a hang linebacker. You know, we can line him up. He can guard, um, you know, people, uh, tight ends. He can he can really lay the lumber. He can move him to like almost a weak side backer if you need to, and he can move around in the safety position. But to be honest, I just didn't see it. Like I felt like every time he was guarding a tight end, it was an easy catch or he just didn't make any splash plays that I loved. I mean, I think he had the one pick six and a few things off a tip ball that were good, but I just don't see it. But here's my thing. Here's why he makes this team and here's why he will be impactful, especially at that contract. And even if you can keep him around at a decent number to me, miles Killebrew, is going to be crazy good for this new kickoff that everybody forgets about. You know how they're re- totally redoing this kickoff where like you can't run up, you can't do anything. Right. Like to yeah. me, Miles Kilber's a seeking heat-seeking missile, just a massive member. We saw him at camp. This guy's a absolute beast in the weight room, and he's a guy that even if he's not making plays at safety or at linebacker, like he's a guy that can just. Um, play great on special teams. He's athletic. He doesn't matter really if he was to get hurt. He doesn't hurt your team, but he can come down and make tackles. He can hopefully force some turnovers either in the special teams game or on the defensive role that you can find for him. And I think he's a chess piece that Patricia can do a lot more with than the previous staff. You know, to me, he's a guy that probably just wasn't – they weren't creative enough with or couldn't find a role for, where I think Patricia might be licking his chops to be able to have this guy that is versatile, is a heavy hitter, is big. He just needs to perform a bit better and be a bit quicker, as you said. But I think he's definitely on the team based on his special teams capacity. I love the contract, and you can never have enough safety linebackers slash cover guys that are also will lay the lumber. So I'm keeping him around, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy if you made the team. I just, like you said, I mean, I don't know what what the plans for form will be, and you know they drafted and they signed, so I I, right.
0: I just don't know about it. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of a numbers game, but like you say, uh, you know he's got to find his niche, and they got to they got to find one for him and help him out. So there, there was a few other strong safeties, all guys that are just kind of um, can't body. under their. Under the radar, guys, you have people that will be there. Let's move to the free safeties. And it's crazy as I moved to the free safeties, I only got two here on my list. Um, GQ and Deshaun Shedd. So let's just start with the man, Glover Quinn. He was my guy right from when they drafted him. I got the jersey day one. He's been an absolute stud for the Lions. Great guy in the community. Great interview. Great um, ball player. He's just made plays every year. Tremendous leader. I can't say enough about this guy. But... He is thirty two years old and we just gave him some big money so I wasn't a huge fan of that even though I love you Glover Quinn um, time's coming to an end I think he's got another year or two left at max and uh, but I'm excited to still have him here I just man he's making six point five on average he's got ten million guaranteed they just gave him a two year thirteen million dollar deal. He's he's here till 2020 on the books, but he's going to have to keep up his production and keep uh, leading this team to be around. Grifka, Glover Quinn, you know he's been my guy. What do you been thinking about him, or what do you think about his future?
1: Um, like you said, he's here for two years, and yeah, you know, I know before a little on this podcast, you kind of you know quoted a few numbers where guys were at. So um, what he's really making this year, um, if he was um, if he was two years older. You know, if this was like if they were resigning him, you know, two years from now and giving that same money, I wouldn't be happy about it. But based on where he's at, like you said, I think this is going to be his last contract with the Lions. Um, he's kind of playing out the string. He's the guy that's going to be setting up the defensive backfield, putting the guys in the right position. You know, he's that savvy veteran that's, you know, it's there, you know, he, he knows to like punch the ball out. He knows if he needs to put this helmet on the ball to get turnovers. It's just he seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's that guy. I really like him. Um, like I said, if this was two years from now in the game, that type of money, I would be, uh, but I, I don't, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not mad at the contract. I think it's a fine contract
0: for where he's at and where his ages,
1: and especially what he brings to this table. Um, I like him, you know, he's, yeah. he's the best thing we got back there.
0: Yeah. I like what you said. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. He's kind of tied for the 15th ranked safety, which you got to love some of these contracts that I don't feel like Bobby Quinn has brought any bad Deals yet, or any terrible. We're just looking back, going, Oh, what were you thinking? Like a few guys have washed out in the draft and whatnot, but not uh, any terrible contracts. He was able to re sign Glover and get him to be the 15th highest paid um, safety. He's in there with Chikwiski Tart, Barry Church, and Eric Weddle, all at 6.5 per on average. But the only name that jumps out to me is the tier rate above, Is we have tyron matthew at seven on a one-year seven with the texans now i know that's kind of a prove-it deal but if you're telling me next year i could get tyron on a long term and have him be kind of a safety for this team at around the same that glover's making at the back end of his career i'd make that flip pretty quick
1: yeah so would i but like you said this that 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 contract that the honey badger signed is a that's a prove it it's like prove it i mean that's and he's a hitter back there making plays for the Texans. He he's not making seven million next year. Yeah. Hope he's making Eric Free money, but he's not he's not making he's not making seven. He's getting paid probably three, four more three, four more million a year than that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. And uh it's just nice to when we're really breaking down these numbers to start putting, okay, like I remember when I heard the Glover deal, I was kinda of like, ah, he's older, like I love what he's done, but are you paying him for what he's done or what he will do the next couple? But when you really look at it 15th highest, you're right in the middle of the pack there, right around these other guys that I I wouldn't take any of those guys I named before GQ, so I like it for that reason, so Kool-Aid drinkers out there, if we've got any Jim Rome fans, this past Friday was the Jim Rome smack-off and for Glover Quinn I gotta give him the Jim Rome triple yeah. yeah Yeah! Yeah! Grifka, the last name we're looking at here, we're wrapping up tight ends and safeties, I've got Deshaun Shed, a guy that we brought in as a free agent. Surprisingly, he is 30 years old. I thought maybe he was a couple years younger than that. One-year deal, 3.35 mil, about half of that guaranteed, To me, this was like a fourth corner that we brought in until I learned a little bit more about him. And now he's a corner. He can be your backup to Glover as a free safety. He can play special teams. He can kind of be this rover player that I guess the Lions haven't had that we wanted. So, man, I got real excited about Deshaun Shedd when I heard more about him, read more about him, and see how versatile this guy can be. What are you thinking about his age, those numbers, and just what his role might be?
1: Right, like you said, one year deal. I mean his age you said, I believe what thirty years old. I mean, so he's not young, but he's not old. But uh for what he's getting paid three point five for like you like you just like you just stated, everything that he can do, I mean, he can be the backup, you know, at, at safety. I I don't see him starting and I don't think that's why, you know, Bobby Quinn brought him in. I don't think they brought him in either to be a starting safety or a starting corner. One, he's there for competition. Two, um, if those young if those young safeties, you know, you know, don't step up. You know, don't progress like they think they 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 can. Then he's there. Same thing at corner. I mean, we we'll talk about corners later on another on another um podcast. But still, I mean, if table Tabor, Nevin Lawson, those guys don't produce, he can bump over there and play that. Um, you know, plus he was you know part you know he, he was in Seattle, so I mean he knows how to he knows how to play in the defensive backfield, especially with the team that you know Seattle had. So I like that signing three point five. I mean, you might think it's a little high, you know, especially for his age. But once again, it's a one-year deal. And this guy, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He can do – he does a lot of different things. He's not excellent at any of them, but he's good hes hes uh, good at some, and he, he's serviceable at other ones. So, yeah, I, li- I like the signing.
0: Exactly. And, like, I like it better than that big deal we gave DJ Hayden last year, and I felt like he didn't live up anywhere across the board the way I wanted him to, where I feel like Shed not is has better – position flex but to me just kind of a more low-key guy that he can over deliver and he's just he's just more durable as a player and just gonna be better for this team I think so I like that flip of Deshaun Shedd for DJ Hayden kind of that's basically the switch we made in our defensive backfield and and I like it so it's crazy Griff but if I'm if I'm thinking it right I think we pretty much love a lot of these contracts ages and and players you know a lot of positives from you and uh, you know other than a few minor tweaks for me a lot of uh, positive feedback on these two position groups
1: yeah I mean I uh yeah as we were sitting here we didn't have like the discussion like we did uh on the last one you know had some you know we were kind of button heads here and there which is fine which is great I, th- I think that means that we like what they have I mean we're not yeah. like oh gosh we need to we need to go out and send this was it like Trey Boston or whatever you know he's still sitting out there I think or we need to go out and sign you know some over the hill tight end who has a name who would have been a great signing five years ago, just to like, you know, make some, make the fans happy that they got like, Oh, remember this guy? Yeah, we remember. But um, what, what they signed, especially at the contracts, I think Quinn's doing a great job. And um, I don't think, I, I don't think um, the tight ends, obviously, I don't think they're the best in the division. Um, but I really think the safeties, you know, I think, you know, if, it's, if they're not, I don't think they're as good as uh, Minnesota, but the, I think they're close.
0: Yeah, I just think it's crazy that where our DBs and safeties have went over the last couple of years, because I always felt I was sitting here screaming the last five years, I'd say, why do we never draft corners? Why do we never draft safeties? Like we have to cover people. And now I feel like our corners and safeties are going to be one of the strengths of this team. And that really makes me feel good across the board. So Kool-Aid drinkers out there, man, we are, we are loving our DB, our safeties, which we talked about today. I think our tight ends, we both agree that it needs some depth there, but I think that, I think it might be a pleasant surprise what we'll get, you know, not this big, Oh, why isn't Ebron catching a hundred yards a game? Why isn't he scoring touchdowns? It's just going to be more like, Oh wow. Our tight ends aren't annoying us and are still making enough plays to be sufficient. And that's what I'm hoping for. So yeah. between the two groups, uh, both, I think, will be improved and both will be kind of sneaky positions this year that won't really be on the radar. I know you just compared our safeties to one of the top groups in the league. I don't know that many people are looking at us as that, but I think the Lions in general are going to surprise people at DB, at safety, and hopefully at tight end.
1: Yeah, I think what I really like about our tight end, especially, like I said, I,
0: just re- I want them to be
1: chain movers because you know how, like, when it, when it gets to be, like, third and four, third and five, they always run Golden Tate with that little drag across the middle, you know, where it's, like, even if it's, like, third and eight, they'll have Golden Tate run a six-yard route, and then, you know, he'll have to bust something. I'm hoping what that'll do is, like, the defense is going to focus on Golden Tate, you know, slashing across the middle, and like, there's just going to be a gap somewhere, and our tight end can sit there, you know, when we need six, you know, in the, in the hole at seven yards and just catch the ball, you know, fall forward, you know, get the first down. That's, that's what I'm really hoping for out of our tight ends
0: right yep i'm 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 right there with you man i think it's going to be something to watch here in the preseason and moving forward but an exciting change and then we'll know by next year if we need to invest heavily in that position or if we can get by with with less names less talent but just good football players at the tight end position and and man we really need our dbs and our safeties to continue to do what they did a little bit last year which is to me when the lions get turnovers whether it's from their linebacking core their dbs whatever like when we win the turnover battle we win games so that's what i'm expecting from the safeties i'd like to see some more turnovers this year and like you say move those chains and score some touchdowns tight end so grifka with that being said i think we've wrapped up that position Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know I dropped in the Jeopardy music earlier, but I'm going to put you on the spot and give you a few seconds to think. Grifka. What positions are we going to talk about next? And don't let me down because last time I gave you the wheel and let you drive this car, you just wanted to talk about Nick Bodden. So hopefully you'll have a better answer this time and can come up with two good positions, one offense and one defense that we can tackle in our next podcast for the people as we keep working through this uh, dollars and cents series before we get too close to the actual season.
1: Well, if you're letting me pick, we're obviously going to pick the one position where one of my favorite guys on the team play, big play, slay. So let's, cut. let's cover the cornerbacks next week, and let's, okay. let's talk about who the cornerbacks cover.
0: Let's just cover our wide receivers. Okay, perfect. Corners and wide wideouts, Skrifka, good choice. Uh, I was a little worried, but uh, you, you didn't let me down there. And people, next week, I don't want to spoil it, but next week we're going to have to give you the lowdown on big play slay, Griffkin, and myself, all the different things that have happened uh, since he's been drafted here to the team with that guy and where we stand with him now. So look forward to that. Everybody, it's been awesome. We've talked tight ends, safeties, dollars and cents, breaking down the contracts, looking at the numbers, um, like what we're seeing and can't wait to talk about uh, wide receivers and those cornerbacks next week here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Everybody take care. We're out. Drink it in, man.